Hi guys, and welcome to a new episode of Let's Talk, a space where every week we talk about many different topics in a fun, dynamic, and easygoing way. For this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about sustainability and eco-friendliness. You may be wondering why I choose the subject, right? Well, it kind of goes along with one of my New Year's resolutions of being a little more healthy, a little more aware of my surroundings, and a little more careful towards our environments. Because in the end, we only have one planet Earth and we only have one world to live in and we should learn to value and to respect it. And yes, I mean, I know it sounds scary, like this whole sustainability thing and being eco-friendly and all of these things we're hearing nowadays, but the truth is being eco-friendly and being sustainable is so much easier than it sounds. So if you want to come along in this crazy adventure of how to take better care of ourselves and our planets, stay tuned for this episode. To begin with, we have to say that being eco-friendly or environmentally friendly is becoming more and more relevant every day. I mean, you can see the term using pretty much everything from job ads to dating profiles to even listing houses and vacation homes. But like, if you're not part of the whole movement per se, and you're just like familiar with the term, you might be wondering what exactly is being eco-friendly. Well. The simplest way to define what being eco-friendly means, it is to say that it's the act of living with an intent, and it focuses on not creating harm to the environment and to prevent as much harm from occurring through all our interactions with it. Being eco-friendly, for me at least, goes beyond an idea and extends to actual practices that influence how communities, businesses, and individuals behave themselves. I mean, being eco-friendly goes far beyond than just turning off your lights or unplugging your chargers when you leave your house or separating your garbage for recycling. I mean, being eco-friendly and being sustainable, it's more about changing the purpose of how you live than just following a trend for the sake that everybody is following it. But if there's one thing that we need to be really clear of is that sustainability and eco-friendliness and um, sustainable and healthy environment thing, it's part of a bigger spectrum. I mean, we need to understand that the term being green has been widely known to define all of it that just doesn't contaminate or doesn't uh, create a harm to the environment. But in the end, we need to understand that the meaning of the word green has long outgrown its definition. I mean, being green is now frequently used in a colloquial speech that applies to almost pretty much everything related to benefiting the environment, from the movement per se to architecture and fashion. But being eco-friendly isn't quite so broad. I mean, eco-friendliness refers more to the fact that something doesn't harm the planet while sustainable and sustainability, it is the most precisely defined term and represents a wider scope of issues and activities that, according to the United States, do not compromise the ability of future generations to meet their needs. I mean, it's more complex in a way um, 
being sustainable than being eco-friendly but if you manage to like merge both of them and to live to the fullest while being eco-friendly and while being sustainable the damage we are reducing to from from our planet is way bigger and future generations are going to have a better way of living if we all tried even if it's just a little bit of sustainability and a little bit of eco-friendliness and a little bit of worrying more about our planet and less about material things i mean in the end we can have all the money we want we can have all the technology and all of the things but if we leave aside the fact that we only have one planet it's pretty much useless in a way because if we're not gonna have somewhere to live our lives to the fullest i mean what's left for us and this is why sustainability it's such a big big thing i mean sustainability sets the main focus on the future it means that items or actions are generation are generating environmental social and economic benefits while not using up too many resources are causing pollution yes there are many aspects uh, covered under this one word and compared to green and eco-friendly sustainability has a much higher standards because it includes eco-friendly activities and green products but green doesn't necessarily mean sustainable i mean sustainable goes from changing the cars we use to shopping second-hand clothes i mean i've learned in the past i don't know three four years that thrifting and second-hand clothes sometimes can surprise us i mean i was a big believer in like buying only new clothes But sustainability has taught me that an eco-friendliness and kind of reducing my carbon print has taught me that we can help while staying true to ourselves. And this is where like the next part comes in, because we're going to start talking about how to become a little more eco-friendly. And don't worry, I mean, it's actually pretty simple. And I know it sounds scary and I know it sounds like... How am I going to do this if I never, I don't know, recycle a piece of paper? Don't worry. Being eco-friendly and being sustainable is actually simple and in the end is so much rewarding. As I said before, you can start to become eco-friendly by becoming aware of how your choices affect the environment. But if we're going to sum it up, there are three basic stages to becoming eco-friendly, which are... Learning to consume items that cause minimal environmental harm. Discovering the extent of your carbon footprint and acting to lessen that footprint on the environment. And I mean, our carbon footprint, believe it or not, can be found anywhere. From the things we use to shop, to our cars, to the clothes we wear. I mean, our carbon footprint is pretty much a part of our everyday life. And... Last but not least, striving to support others that work to live and produce eco-friendly and sustainable communities. As we can see, that first step is about you immediately acting to to change the way you consume things in your life. And yes, this means changing your habits about driving, what types of packaging you use, how you dispose of waste, and how you use natural resources. The second step looks at the extent of your carbon imprint. 
that you may not be able to change, such as living in a house, how to drive a car, or the type of employment you have, and acting with the responsibility to lessen that imprint to the best of your ability. The best example I can give you guys right now is my shopping habits. Four years ago, as I said before, I was like mainly a brand new shopper. I mean, I used to buy clothes like only on new shops and I really wasn't a big fan of thrifting or secondhand stores, stuff like that. But recently I've discovered that if you know how to look and you know where to where to search for, you can find some amazing deals in secondhand stores. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with using like used clothes if you know where to shop and if you're aware of the help you're giving to the planet. The last one involves seeking connections with other eco-friendly persons, communities and businesses and choosing to network and support them to create a more sustainable life. That might not be as easy as it seems, which is why it's, let's be real, the third step. To live in and support a sustainable community and economy, you may not have many conveniences that you are used to. By far, this is the hardest thing to adjust to, but I mean... We also need to take into account that being eco-friendly and being sustainable does not mean shedding all the things you are accustomed to. We can also keep the way we have been living our lives while being more aware of the planet and the situations we are in. So, if that scares you, don't worry. Once you accomplish those three steps or you manage to incorporate them in your everyday life one way or another, you'll find out that sustainability and eco-friendliness is not as hard as it seems. But we do need to take into account that there are more steps in becoming eco-friendly and becoming self-aware of our environment and how to help it and how to make a difference. And at the risk of these sounding like instructions, don't worry, there are simply steps that can help you to lead a more eco-friendly life and there are like 10 main steps so I'm just gonna be kind of like listing them off and discussing them a little bit so you guys can more into the wavelength of a person that is eco-friendly and more sustainable in her everyday life. To begin with this 10 step guide of eco-friendliness and sustainability we have the three R's of waste hierarchy, in a way. I mean, it sounds complicated, but it's so much simpler, actually. And it focuses on the fact that the three R's of waste can reduce the amount of waste generated and improve the waste management processes from many, many, many companies. I mean, reducing what is produced and what is consumed can reduce majorly the amount of waste that is generated every day. Reuse items for different purposes instead of disposing them off. Recycle items like aluminium, plastic, paper, glass that can be shaped into a new item. I mean, recycling centers are very popular nowadays and they are a huge help to eco-friendly people because they take materials that can be reused and that can be reshaped into something new to help the environment. The next step thingy would be to conserve water 
and electricity. And I know this is like a very difficult thing to do for many of us, myself included, because we have grown accustomed to a world where technology and many necessities like water are part of our everyday life. But it takes energy to produce fresh water and, elect and electricity. And a few simple ways to reduce the use of electricity and water is like turning off lights when we're not in use, fixing leakages, um, creating and using maximum daylight, installing energy efficient windows, which is kind of like more on the expensive side, but if you can do it, it's actually very beneficial. And purchasing energy saving items can help to reduce our electricity. As for water, just me, I mean, make sure you don't leave like the faucets running when you leave your house and stuff like that can make a huge, huge difference. Use reusable cups and stuff like that. Um, plant more trees. This is my personal favorite. I mean, we all know why we need more trees on this planet, and the Australia bushfires are a big example for that. I mean, trees give us oxygen, fruits, prevent soil erosion, control floods, provide shelter, and many, many other things. And massive scale deforestation in the last couple of decades has reduced forest area by a significant percentage. And so the need of our is to work with environmental groups to educate more people and plant more trees. Because if we do not have trees, we do not get oxygen. And if we do not have oxygen, we can get to more diseases and more sickness and loss of wildfire and human life. And let's be real, nobody wants that nowadays. Another thing is, we also need to protect local water resources. I mean, materials like paint, oil, ammonia, plastic, and other strong chemical solutions should never be disposed in the ground because they'll seep into groundwater and that contaminates not only water, but it also contaminates species of animals and marine life. And, you know, nobody wants that. I mean, We all love our oceans, we all love our lakes, and if we do not, are, if we aren't careful in a way, uh, we're gonna keep reducing those percentages of water that we already have, and then it's just gonna be really difficult to take back. Drive less and walk more. A simple but very effective way of reducing your carbon print and to live eco-friendly is to either take public transportation or try pulling in with your office colleagues to save fuel and reduce your carbon footprint. If your office is a couple of miles away from your home, you can either start half an hour early and walk or ride a bicycle and or a bike. I mean, and yeah, I mean, for me, that's actually kind of what works best. I am very used to taking public transportation, even if public transportation in my country it's an absolute mess but there's no doubt that driving less helps the environment in a major way another help for the environment is to buy locally grown products or buy in bulk i mean when you buy or produce locally grown products you're actually reducing your carbon footprint because you are using less plastic bags, you are saving fuel to get vegetables from the market, you are using less packaged material. And 
Apart from this, you can also sell or give surplus to your friends or relatives. The most difficult for me is to prevent littering. Littering can originate from construction and demolition sites, households, industries, and covered shops, pedestrians, and moving vehicles. Littering can have a big impact on the urban environment, wildlife, and local tourism industry. I mean, being a responsible citizen, it is our responsibility to make our cities clean and impact same education to the kids. And my personal favorite, per se, would be buy recycled products. Always look out for the recycling symbol when we're visiting groceries, shops to buy eat items from our homes. That will make you environmentally responsible and eco-friendly. Also, try not to carry plastic bags, please. You can take a little reusable grocery bag to avoid buying items in plastic that will probably later up in the ocean choking fishes. And let's be real, nobody wants that. So, as a closure for this week's very weird episode, I mean, I love talking about this, but I also never talked about like me being super eco-friendly, even though most of my friends know about this. Kind of like it's one of my year's resolutions to be fully, fully sustainable and fully, fully eco-friendliness. I'm also trying to switch to veganism but we're gonna be discussing that in another episode maybe like two weeks from now i'm not sure so yeah i mean as a closure we can say that living an eco-friendly life has some advantages and disadvantages because as mentioned earlier is that uh, one of the disadvantages is that we may have to forgo some of the more modern conveniences and I mean, it's not that many, but the conveniences like fast foods and certain types of luxury activities do little more than just create a burden on the environment. So learning to reduce those things and learning to buy less from those stores and more from eco-friendly places and spots, it's kind of like the way you go. But the good news is that making green lifestyle changes can be as simple as you like it to be. Start with easy swaps, and when you're ready, move on to bigger things. I mean, I'm not asking you to like quit, I don't know, taking your car every day because I know it's difficult, or I will not ask you like, oh my god, buy paper plates because it's better for the environment than just washing dishes every single time. But yeah, I mean, none of it has to be complicated or expensive. I mean, as with anything, there are ways to do it on a budget or go fancy and go all out. From personal care products to ways to green your home, you can find many products and methods that can meet you where your needs are. Well guys, this has been everything for this week's episode. I hope you enjoy it and if you have any tips for being eco-friendly or for being more sustainable, Feel free to share it with us, guys, and maybe we'll do a follow-up to this episode. I am Stephanie, this was Let's Talk, and see you guys next week with more fun topics to discuss. See ya!